0: And when I first got started, I had absolutely nothing, didn't even have a computer, and my mother and father had an old Packard Bell computer that they'd had sitting in a room and maybe had turned it on two or three times, and that was it. My mother (laughs) found it on a Black Friday sale, you know, around Thanksgiving, (laughs) and got a real bargain, and they never used it. So they said, here, take this and use this until you can buy a computer of your own
1: and live more with Joe Dodds
2: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast all about productivity organization well-being energy and resilience I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more. And by that, I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future, but rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold.
1: Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter, and today Joe's interviewing Karen Thaxton of Marketing Words. Karen was another of Kelly McCauley's from show number 115's Referrals, teacher, guide, Simplifier of the complex. Since 1999, Karen Thaxton and the Marketing Words Agency have been devoted to delivering high-value training that empowers online entrepreneurs to entice, engage and earn more. Need to master the art of snappy tidbits of copy for social media headlines or calls to action, or free yourself by growing passive income streams? Count on Karen to break down the process into easily understood steps, and she'll do it with 100% focus, not fluff. Back to
0: the studio. Today I'm interviewing Karen Sexton of Marketing Words. Thanks for joining me, Karen. Thanks for the invitation. I'm excited to be here. Lovely. So tell us a bit about who you are, what you do, and where you do it. Well, I started Marketing Words in 1999. So we've been in business online for just a couple of years and (laughs) uh, started out as a copywriting agency, and we primarily did online copywriting at that time. And it has grown over the years to focus now more on training other people how to do copywriting and how to succeed in other areas of online business marketing. And we're at marketingwords.com, I'm located in the United States in the the state of South Carolina. Um, so I bet you were saying before we hit record that it was warm where you are. I bet it's warmer here.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. it's, it's, not, it's only about 19 degrees here, and that's um, Celsius, so uh, that's quite low. But it's still sunny. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. with all the windows closed, it's quite hot. But yes, as you say, warmer <laughs> where you are. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking is it selfish or is it great Celsius in the cooker. Is that what it's called? We just say C, I never know what it stands for. But anyway, that <laughs> <laughs> So um so really quite intrigued, firstly on the fact that you've you 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 said your company's been around twenty years. Yes. 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 Yes, yes. Yes, and um, and the internet wasn't really that old when you started. It was ten years old, and that was sort of still early days, wasn't it, in terms
0: of marketing online? I think maybe I was probably the twelfth or thirteenth person to have the internet, and (laughs) (laughs) no, it was pretty early on. Uh, The internet had been around for a few years, but it really wasn't being used that much for business. People still thought it was this cool fad. Um, Every home did not have internet access automatically. I had uh, dial up was the only thing. Some people don't even know what dial up internet is where you had to call in through a telephone (laughs) line. And I had this, uh, I don't even remember what the name of it was now, but it was some piece of software. This was long before apps and it would pop up when someone was trying to call and I was using the the one telephone line for (laughs) internet access. And then you had the option to click it and say, okay, let that call through, but it would have to disconnect the internet service to let the call through. So, Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. But I thought, boy, was I something when I had that high-tech little thing on my computer that now I could go back and forth between two of them. Uh, so it's it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah, I was training with one of our supermarkets uh,
3: the other day, and we were talking about their new tool system and how the old tool system was put in 20 years ago. And so part of the training was to talk about, you know, what it was like in those days and we were talking about dial-up and I was saying exactly what you said you know that you couldn't have a phone call at the same time mm-hmm. and we were sort of saying you know how did we even enjoy spending time on it because when we look back now you know we think the internet's slow now and we, we've had problems connecting to do this call today and that's a you know really fast internet compared to what it has been like 20 years ago
0: and it's still frustrating now but I suppose our expectations are so much lower then weren't they? They were, and when I first got started, I had absolutely nothing. Didn't even have a computer, and my mother and father had an old Packard Bell computer that they'd had sitting in a room and maybe had turned it on two or three times, and that was it. My mother (laughs) found it on a Black Friday sale, you know, around (laughs) Thanksgiving and got a real bargain, and they never used it. So they said, here, take this and use this until you can buy a computer of your own and I couldn't get AOL to work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's the only option I had at the time, and when I talked to tech support, they said, well, you don't have enough RAM on that computer. They clicked me through how to find out how much I had. I had two gig uh, megabytes Megabytes, not gigabytes, (laughs) megabytes. And when I looked into getting more RAM to go into this computer, the only chip available was a four megabyte chip. And I thought, (laughs) my gosh, they're going to make me double it. Who in there, who in the world would ever need four megabytes of RAM? Nobody would ever use that much. I was furious that they were going to make me pay for all that RAM that I would never, ever use.
3: Oh, well, uh, we didn't
0: know. No,
3: exactly, exactly. Well, I, I came from a, a family where my dad was in computing when it like you know first happened in the sort sixties of, and seventies, and he used to talk about how the computer was you know the size of a room and how people were punching cards to make it work, and he used to tell me a story about um they had you know the ticker tape um mm-hmm. and how when they used to punch it when they got to the end it was rolled up the wrong way round because obviously they'd started at the beginning and finished at the end and now the end was at the beginning if you thought I mean so where yeah. he worked was on the third floor so they used to go and stand in the stairwells and hold the end and drop it down the stairwell <laughs> and then wind it back up again <laughs> So you know, it really, really in. high tech. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's think about the twenty years then between nineteen ninety nine and and now, and and marketing and content and online marketing. And this is a big question when I say, what's changed? Um, We haven't got, obviously, that long. But, you know, give us a a bit of a whistle-stop tour or or perhaps a little bit of, you know, how you got into it. And then, you know, what's working now? That might be more useful, I
0: guess. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um, I worked in marketing my entire life. I went to college to get a degree in marketing. And then every job I've had since then has been in that field. And I guess it was around... 1995, 1994, 1995, somewhere around in there, my husband and I decided that we wanted to try to to start a family. And I desperately wanted to be at home with this child that we had yet to create. So being the planner that I am, I began to look ahead and see what I could do and, and whatnot. And at that point, work at home jobs, were becoming more and more popular. And of course, I, I looked on the internet uh, and what little bit of information there was, was all, you know, envelope stuffing and uh, making collections, phone calls for the collection agencies and things like that. And I thought, no, I'm not gonna do this. And about that time, the company that I was working for got the internet hooked up, you know, Uh, into the building, and every computer now had access to the Internet. And I had no idea what the Internet was as a whole. I just knew you could use it as a research tool was pretty much all I knew. I decided to to work online doing marketing because that was the only thing that I knew pretty much and Mm -hmm. began looking at ways to try to build a website and what have you. Well, after a lot of trial and heartache, uh, the baby was never born, and a business was born instead. So we've we've worked from there, and things that have changed in the last 20 years, oh my gosh. um, Access to the internet, much faster speeds, so much more uh, tools, software, mm-hmm. and apps, and uh, plugins that will do everything, including wake you up in the morning and start the coffee pot. Uh, <laughs> there's just, in the beginning, everything, I remember everything, was a, a single task on a computer. There was no multitasking you couldn't start mm. running. Uh, I had a database program. What was that thing called? Uh, ACT, was that it? ACT, yes, act. Yes. I used to have ACT. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you, I would run a report. And first of all, it would take forever to run this report uh, 30 minutes, 35 minutes to run this report and you couldn't multitask. If you had act open and you were doing something in act and running a report, you just had to sit there and whistle until it was finished. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have all these other programs open. It just wasn't going to work. So multitasking on, on the computer became a thing. Mm -hmm. And there were no blogs, there were no forums. Uh, there was no Facebook. There were no Facebook groups. There were bulletin boards. Did you ever, were you ever a member of a bulletin board? Yes. 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 And uh, I think Alta Vista and Lycos were the search engines. Yes. You yes. Yahoo yes. had not even come along yet. Um, finding things, thanks to Yahoo and Google and, and other, I mean, even Amazon is now considered a search engine in addition to yes. being, an e-commerce platform, so finding mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is that you need um, is now available at just a flash. Payments. Yeah. Originally, I had to get an actual merchant account from a bank and I had the little terminal sitting on my desk. I remember being so excited when they shipped my terminal and I took it out of the box and look at me, I can accept credit cards now. <laughs> And now it's just a matter of, you know, popping in a line or two of code here or there and, and you're done. So, yeah, so yeah. many things have changed. So many things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you find
3: yourself doing now and why do you continue to do what you do? Obviously things have changed. Presumably your uh, perspective on it, your, your thoughts about it has changed along the way as well. So what are you doing now and why do you do that?
0: Originally, uh, Marketing Words was 100% service-based. All we did, well, originally it was me. I say we. The we came later, but Mm -hmm. uh, that was the only thing that was offered was done-for-you copywriting services for web pages mostly, some for emails, but at that point, email had not even taken off. You used it. It wasn't used anything other than sending Correspondence, you know, there was no email marketing back then. Um, mm-hmm. And then as it grew, I began to need to feed the inner teacher in me. I have always been one that that liked to uh, teach other people how to do things. And ebooks became a thing about mm, 1990 maybe about 2000, 2002, somewhere around in there. All of a sudden we, mm-hmm. we were PDFs were developed and eBooks were created and people began selling those. And I thought, well, that would be awesome. So I created um, a course and then a year or two later created another course and then another course and webinars became a thing. Nobody had ever heard of webinars um, and started doing those to promote them and realized that, Hey, I love doing this. So that started the process of Marketing Words very gradually changing its focus from being primarily a copywriting agency that would write copy for different aspects of online marketing to training people or businesses. Uh, How they could do different things themselves or how a team could do various types of, of writing or marketing or what have you themselves. And at that same time, as even sort of a side note related to creating products, I began to realize that there was a way to make something called passive income. And I had never heard of this before and the concept just really lit me on fire. I was so excited to think that I could go out to lunch and come back and check my email and there would be little sale notices from ClickBank was about <laughs> the only place that would do this back then. There would be mm-hmm. all these sale notices from ClickBank and other people would tell their friends about it and they would buy the courses. So passive income has has come into play uh, as a huge portion of our income as well. So it's it's just drastically changed. The focus of marketing words has changed and being able to expand into more marketing related topics in addition to the different types of writing.
3: Mm-hmm. So passive income is something that sort of crept up on you and, and is something that you think is really important now. Why, why do you think it's important for business owners to think about that
0: it gives an enormous amount of freedom it frees up your time Uh, it frees up your cash flow if you can set uh, into motion what I call passive income pathways and have these different pathways or funnels or whatever you want to call them lined up so that They are generating revenue on an automatic basis. You I mean, when when I use the word passive, I think of the the traditional definition of that word, which is actually lethargic, Uh, not using a lot, not using a lot of energy is really what passive is defined as. And Mm -hmm. that's what this is. You do have to expend some energy to set up a funnel or to send an email or to post in a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or whatever it's going to be. But when you when you set these things up the right way, they just continue to produce and as hypish as it may sound, you really do make money while you sleep. And if mm. you have cash flow issues in a business And every business pretty much does every month is not exactly where you want it to be all the time. It, you know, you've got the roller coaster going on where there are dips in the revenue and high points and what have you, this can, can significantly level that out because once you set it up, you don't have to expend a lot of time to keep it going, but the revenue keeps coming in. So Mm. it's, I mean, you don't, You aren't chasing clients all the time. You aren't tied to a computer all the time. Your revenue is not dependent on how much time you have to spend. So it's to me, this is one of the most revolutionary concepts that anyone in online business has ever thought of. And I think it is a must have for every online business because of the amount of freedom it gives you.
3: Mm. So, what would that look like to an average business owner? I mean, obviously, it depends on what people are, are, are providing as their product and service in the first place. But what, what sort of
0: um, shape <laughs> <do you think laughs> like, would that look like? <laughs> would that be? Well, the easiest way, in my opinion, to get started with passive income is through affiliate referrals because you don't have to create a product, you don't have to set up a website or even an additional web page on your site. You don't have to do all of these things. There are are so many different avenues you can take with passive income. But this is one of of the simplest ones. All you have to do is make a recommendation. And when it comes to affiliate marketing, I am of the opinion that Anything you promote should be something that you either do use or would use yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, then all you're doing is saying, hey, look at this awesome whatever it is that I found. I started using this two weeks ago. Maybe you want to show them how to use a new plug or walk them through a service that a business that you've worked with before has introduced And that's all it is, it's relationships. It's introducing one business or company to another business or company and making that financial exchange because of the relationship that you have with them. You don't even have to have a huge list to do affiliate marketing. You can do a review of something and put it up on YouTube and optimize it for the right keywords and YouTube will drive traffic to it. Mm. But mm. that's the, the easiest way to get started. And if, if you do it consistently, there is a huge result that you can receive from affiliate marketing and all sorts of other passive income. There's a yeah. friend of mine, uh, Cindy Bidar, do you know Cindy? I just interviewed her this afternoon. <laughs> you did what?
3: I interviewed her this afternoon. She'll be the podcast before you when we project.
0: did. You that's hilarious. I didn't know that. Well, one of Cindy's uh Cindy isms, if you will, is consistency outperforms brilliance every time, and she is 100% correct. If you will be consistent with affiliate marketing or any other type of passive income that you're trying to create, whether that means an hour a week, whether it means half a day once a month or whatever you're going to put into it. You will begin to develop funnels that are sort of like compound interest. One thing will lead to another thing, and somebody will see this and say, Hey, I've got this product. Maybe you'll eventually create a product, and you'll go back to these people and say, Hey, I have this new ebook. And it just sort of grows and multiplies uh, on its own. And it, you know, after X number of months or years, you'll be amazed. At how much it has expanded, and the freedom that you have gained from that.
3: Mm -hmm. So, thinking a bit more generally, on as well as the passive income that we've just been talking about, what what would you say is working from a online marketing point of view currently? I was having a. facebook uh, messenger conversation with somebody just yesterday and i was saying that i've got really inspired again on search engine optimization through one of the interviews i've done for the show and he replied and said oh that's all that's dead that doesn't work anymore i was like right okay (laughs) well what what does work then what does work then and uh, so i was getting him to sort of come up with a few thoughts but i was sitting there thinking the whole time you know, we always say this, you know, this has been and gone. This isn't relevant anymore. But it all comes back anyway. You know, things like uh, audio, you know, podcasting is supposed to be the next big thing. Well, I said that years ago. Um, you know, video came and then live came. But it's still video. And, you know, it's, it, what, where do you focus your time currently?
0: Well, speaking of things that have come and gone, but not really, um, I do a lot of blogging. And get a phenomenal result from my mm. blog. And I think one mm. reason that blog blog posts will never die. I mean, blogging is just essentially an extension and a new revision of the old article marketing that started yeah. you know, in the early 2000s and what have you. But it doesn't take a lot of data to read a blog post if you're out and about on your phone. You don't have to have a strong signal to to pull up a page on a website that has a blog post on it for you to read. It's quiet. You don't have to have earbuds in in order to read a blog post. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are phenomenal for search engine optimization. Because Mm -hmm. because of all the text and Google is essentially a text machine, it can't watch a video, it can't listen to a podcast, all the optimization and and the search results that come from those types of pages are because of the text on the page, the show notes that someone puts or or all the other things. So I don't think blogging, it it may come and go and it has over the years, you know, but I don't think it's ever going to go away entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is still working for me. Email is still working for me. If I really want to push something um, that I'm excited about, a new webinar that I'm doing or something else, email is the way to go. And yeah. all of the affiliates that promote the products that Marketing Words has, that's how they get most of their sales is by doing email campaigns. Yeah. So yeah. those two I'm, work. You know. And as you say, a lot of people say email marketing is dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they do. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say that, and, and everyone says, oh, you have to use Messenger or whatever to yeah. communicate with people anymore. But I don't think that's ever going to take the place of email. There's no way to do folders in Messenger. Uh, the the past conversations are only there for a limited period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just not the same. It's not the same as email. And I can see how it would be more popular, but I think that's for much shorter and more immediate conversations than mm-hmm. you would use email for. Mm-hmm.
3: And the thing with the Facebook Messenger is that, you know, the, the, the bots that are all the rage at the moment um, mm-hmm. are fine in you know certain situations i just sort of look at things like that and think i'm talking to a machine i don't want to talk to a machine <laughs> <I> know, really. <laughs> so uh, yeah I, I regularly quote my my friend judith morgan and she always says buy no sorry sell as you buy and so i always use that as my argument for why i don't do video and i'm not doing um, Messenger, and you know, I'm not doing all the things that I don't like because, you know, why would you do the things that you wouldn't actually respond well to? But obviously, that cuts out a big part of your market. But then, on the other hand, you know, the market's massive in terms of reaching reaching people, mm-hmm. isn't it? So reaching people true. like me actually wouldn't be such a bad thing. <laughs> That's true. That's very true.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, what about tools and apps that you use to to get done what you need to get done? What
0: sort of things do you recommend? I am not a very techie person by nature. I'm trainable. I can learn how to do things that are techie, but usually not. So, for me personally, um, the things that I use every single day are Active Campaign, which is my email marketing platform, uh, Pretty Links, which is uh, hyped up uh, redirect tool Mm -hmm. customizable you would you know uses your own domain name and has a lot of very cool um, features to it if you go for the pro version the free version is good too Uh, google Mm -hmm. calendar and then for uh, creating the majority of my web pages not all of them yet thrive themes I started using that at the end of last year and really love it Um, There's tons of different plugins that it it has, too. So those are the things that I am am using every single day and love.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. I'm just still chuckling to myself that you said I'm not a very techie person. But, you know, in 1999, there weren't many people starting a business on the Internet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well now you have to consider that most of the time what happens is I go wow I've got this really cool idea who can I hire to implement it
3: <laughs> uh, ah yeah. <laughs> yeah very sensible
0: <laughs> yes these things that I use every day because I use them every day I've learned how mm-hmm. to do a fair amount of things but if there's even if there's something very complicated in active campaign that I need to do I'm reaching out to one of my virtual assistants and going, okay, do you have time to look at this?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a really good point. I've been talking, well, the the, um, interviews I've done today about that thing about getting other people to do the stuff that isn't either your skill or your interest and how many people say they want to do that, but don't actually get around to doing that. what What tips have you got for people for outsourcing and for, for delegating and getting other people to to do stuff for you?
0: I was about to say I can get on a soapbox when it comes to delegating and outsourcing. Um, there's only so many hours in the day. One human being can only work so many hours in the day and then you probably will pass out from hunger so or lack of sleep. So getting getting a team, even if it's a team of two, you and an assistant, you know, two or three people that doubles or quadruples or multiplies by how many people you have, the amount of work that can be done in the same set of hours. When Mm -hmm. I began to build a team many years ago, I started out by doing um interviews, and then I would narrow it down and find two people that I was interested in. I would give uh, one very simple assignment to each of those people and then see how they did. And if both of them did well, I would give them one other very simple assignment and go from there. You know, usually with the first assignment, you can pretty much tell which person you want to go with. But Mm. It's it is a lot of people don't want to hire an assistant because they think, well, you know, this is my business. All of all of us uh, small business owners, online entrepreneurs are notorious control freaks, including me. I don't want to give them access to all of my passwords. And, you know, it's fear. I think it is. Mm. And Mm. also a lack of time. It'll take me too long to train them. And and here's a Karenism, short-term pain for long-term gain. If you find somebody that comes highly recommended that you trust, you can get something like LastPass. That's something else I use every day. LastPass mm. has an option in the pro version where you can share, uh, you can allow them to log into your site and they will never see the password. LastPass yeah. does it for them. So then you just give them access to that login. They click it and it takes them there and they never see what your password is. So that can help with the trust issue. But, yeah, yeah, you know, every time you have a process, make notes. The next time you decide you're going to send out an email, as you're creating this email, jot down a little checklist. It doesn't have to be horribly detailed. And start saving those so that when you're ready to get an assistant, you have checklists to hand to him or her. And I would keep in mind as you're interviewing and getting used to working with an assistant that everybody is different. And I will admit in 2003, 2004, I had to learn this lesson the hard way. I expected everyone that worked with me to be just like I was and nobody else was, and that caused some issues for me in hiring people, but what I eventually came to see was that it's a good thing everybody's not like me, because they all had strengths that they were bringing to the table, and new ideas that I may not have ever thought of, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a bit of a change, but the the more you allow other people to come in and help you with your business, the more you can pay attention to the money-making activities and allow them to do the things where they have strengths that can support you as you are building your income. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you.
3: That's, that's a really
0: some great tips there about,
3: about outsourcing, particularly the one about just, as you say, making notes as you go along so that you can be ready when you do need to outsource. Um, Cause that's, mm-hmm. that's the bit, I think that always gets in the way. I, I For myself, it certainly is. I, I have all this list of things I want to outsource and then think to myself, oh, I've got to put all those instructions together. And then it just gets pushed off. But as you say, short-term pain for long-term gain. I will will remember that. (laughs)
0: another, Another thing that you can do is just turn on a screen capture software. I think Screener or a couple of others are free. You don't even have to pay for it. And talk yourself through what you're doing. And then you've got a video. To show someone yes. and you're explaining, you know, I do the subject line this way because blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. you want to leave three, mm-hmm. three blank lines here because and you just walk through and that because you're sitting there doing it anyway. It's the same mm-hmm. process and you don't have to worry with yeah. a written sheet. Yeah, yeah. Lovely.
3: So just moving into our last couple of questions now. So um, firstly, what about those days where it all goes horribly wrong, where you have a bad day
0: and things don't quite work out? How do you deal with that? I pout. <laughs> Good one. I do. Oh, it's not a lie. <laughs> I, uh, I, I typically pout. Um, I know myself. I've, I've had to, uh, to live in this body and with this mind for a long time, and I have to go through my poor pitiful me phase. And sometimes that takes an hour, and sometimes it takes three days. And then once I'm done with that. I'm over it. Well, I take that back. If it's a really bad day, I might medicate with caramel or or ice cream or chocolate (laughs) in in addition to the pouting. I can do I can do both at the same time, Uh, but I'm not a wallower. You know, after a little while, that's it. You know, I get up, dust myself off and uh, I'm always thinking, okay, that completely missed the mark. It was just a total disaster. Now, what else can I do? I'm usually not yeah. somebody that says, oh man, I blew it. That's the end of that man. I'm just done for, you know, it's over. Forget it. No, it's never yeah. over. It's never over. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I pout, I eat bad food and then I get up and do something about what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think,
3: yeah, I could go for that. That's sort of what I do do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that you say you can pout and eat the food at the same time. Well, I'm quite impressed with that. I might have to practice that. It's not a skill that I perhaps have at the moment.
0: <laughs> it, it really helps to multitask. I get through my pity party much quicker when I do both things at the same time.
3: Brilliant. And what about those days where you get to live more? That's where you get to do more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What do those days look like?
0: Oh, do, do they have pickleball in the U.K.? No, what's that? Pickleball is America, supposedly America's fastest growing sport right now. And it's a combination of tennis and ping pong and badminton. And it was created many, many, many years ago, and it's just now taking off, but it is so much fun and extremely good exercise. You play it on a court, like a a smaller version of a tennis court. So, um, you, you get out, and you run, and you sweat, and it works. Everything between my shoulders and my toes get a workout when I'm playing pickleball, and I have absolutely fallen in love with it. So on a day where I have had the chance to live more, I have played pickleball for two to three hours that day. Um, chances are I have spent time with a close friend, maybe played pickleball in the morning and then went home, got cleaned up and met a a good friend that I haven't seen for a while for lunch or something. Um, I've probably bought a new pair of shoes and I've helped someone do something that needed some help. And that's a great, that's a great day. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. I'm going to go away and Google pickleball. I'm very (laughs) excited about that. You, you'll probably so. find out more if you look on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just me. That's a
3: that's a good one. I think um, I think my co-host I used to call her Little Dudley, but my co-host Ellie um will uh, my daughter that is um would be quite interested in that, and she's got to learn a new skill for her Duke of Edinburgh. So maybe that's the thing. <laughs> Ooh, that could be. It could be. <laughs> Lovely. So it's been really great interviewing you, Karen. It's it's great to sort of really delve back all those years to you know, early days of, of internet marketing and, and sort of uh, have that discussion and do a bit of reminiscing as well as some of the, the top tips that you've, you've given um, as well. So thank you for joining me. Uh, tell people how they can find out more about you and get in contact with you.
0: Sure. Uh, marketingwords.com. And uh, we do have a blog, as I mentioned, marketingwords.com slash blog. I hang out mostly on Facebook. So if you want to go to facebook.com slash marketing words, you can uh, find me there. I'm in and out on Twitter and Pinterest and, and LinkedIn, but pretty much hanging out on Facebook. So I would love to yeah. see you at, at any of those places. Lovely. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. I hope you have a wonderful day.
1: Are you a home-based coach or consultant feeling like you need a bit of help? Our power to live more calm membership is designed to meet you where you're at, with the help you need in the moment, so you can get unstuck, move forwards, and get stuff done. You might think this sounds too good to be true, or maybe wondering how it fit with how you work and run your business. Why not have a no obligation chat with Joe to see how she can help you? All you need to do is go to powertolivemore.com/calmcall. Use your power to live more.